What's up, guys? Brett Apple here from DailyFanMMA.com, back with another UFC Quick Picks on the Mayo Media Network. We have UFC Vegas 77 this weekend, Holly Holm versus Maribuena Silva. In the main event, 13 fights on the slate, and honestly, it's a pretty low-level card. There's a lot of fights where you're picking between a high-priced, low-level talent who's uh, probably overvalued on the money line versus a much lower-level talent who's cheap, who's just not very good. So it's a total mess, but it's probably going to make for a fun card, to be honest. I think we're going to see some finishes. There's no one way to make DraftKings lineup, so... um, it's not a terrible slate to play. And as always, I'm going to give you my favorite cash game play, tournament play, salary play, and a match by like from a DraftKings perspective. Before I do, please like the video, subscribe to the channel, and why don't you let me know your favorite play in the, let's go the 8K range. I think there's some, a handful of contrarian options here, which we may or may not talk about, but if you can, get, if you can uh, correctly identify which fighters have the ceilings in the 8K range, you are definitely going to be at a leg up over the field. So without further ado, let's get into my cash game play. I'm going to go with Alexander Munoz at 8.3K. All right, going to go a little bit less obvious this week with the plays. At least we'll start with cash. Alexander Munoz at 8.3K. We like main events. We like high price favorites. We also like values, and I think Munoz hits that last one. He's a value here against Carl Deaton. He's minus 187 to win, only 8.3K. You know, price right below him is Francisco Prado, who's basically in a pick em fight. Right above him, Norman Dumont, Jangung Park. They're like in the minus 140, minus 150 range. Munoz, eight, uh, minus 187 to win, 8.3K, plus he has some wrestling upside. Um, comes from a high re- uh, pedigree wrestling background, has landed four takedowns in two of his last three fights, facing an opponent who was just outgrappled by Joe Selecki. I'm not saying Munoz is a lock here. He hasn't fought since. He's got a decent chance to win, especially compared to the other fighters in this range. Wrestling gives him a little bit of safety and upside as well. I think this is a good spot to save salary and target Munoz in cash games. I'm less excited about him for tournaments, I'll say, because he's plus 315 to win inside the distance. Uh, Perhaps he chooses to strike more than he should, and there's just no guarantee of a finish. But um, So in tournaments, I'm probably going to look to target some of the lower-owned, more risky fighters in this range, but I do like Munoz in smaller fields, especially cash games for that price. All right, let's move on to my tournament play of the week. I'm going to talk about Evan Elder here at 9.4K. This one is going to be a little bit more chalky, but I mean, he's priced in the same range as Jack Della Maddalena. Uh, what is this fellow's name? Azat. Azat Maxim, who's also going to get some ownership. Dudakova is going to get some ownership. So I'm unsure how this is going to break down fully. I really like Elder and this fight as a whole because of the projected pace uh, fighting Gennaro Valdez. He is minus... Uh, what fight is this? Evan Elder, minus 300 to win. I think that's a little wide, to be quite honest, because I don't rate Elder as a great fighter in any aspect of the game, kind of just an average technical striker, average wrestler. He's probably a below-average talent in the sport, but fighting an opponent in Valdez, who was knocked down four times in three minutes by Matt Frivola, was taken down six times by Nathan Levy in his last fight, 
And I just think Elder is going to have opportunities to produce fantasy points both on the feet and on the mat. He's minus 140 to win inside the distance against an opponent who we know can be hurt and finished. And I, I, Valdez is going to be aggressive. Valdez is going to force exchanges, which just means that although Elder is not safe, he may lose the fight. But if Elder wins, he's going to have to produce a decent amount of offense, which will likely result in a victory inside the distance. So whether or not he's optimal compared to Jack De La Maddalena and others in this range, I'm unsure. But I do like the ceiling of Elder. I like the pace of the matchup. I like his opportunity to score points. 9.4K saves you a little bit off the top end. So he'll be my tournament target of the week. All right, moving on to my salary play here. Let's go down the board to Tucker Lutz at 7K. Lutz is a slight underdog to Melsic Bagdasarian. He's plus 139 to win, uh, coming off a, a, a submission loss to Daniel Pineda, in which he didn't look particularly good. I wasn't too high on him in that spot either, but he's very cheap. I mean, he's he's plus 139 to win and 7K. And Bagdasarian's a pretty solid kickboxer. You know, I favor Bagdasarian in this spot, but even if the fight plays out on the feet, um, Lutz lands strikes at a high enough pace where he could theoretically hang around with Bagdasarian. And more importantly, Bagdasarian was just submitted like the second the fight hit the ground in his last matchup against Josh Koulibau. He's not a terrible defensive grassler, grappler, but that was a, a questionable sequence. And Lucker, <laughs> Lucker, Tucker Lutz should have the advantage on the ground here. Averages 1.77 takedowns per 15 minutes. Landed four takedowns and three takedowns in his last two fights. I don't think Lutz is a guarantee to win by any stretch. And if he's going to project to be very popular in tournaments, then maybe I'd look to come in a little bit underweight. But, I mean, he's so cheap. 7K in a fight where he has grappling equity and legitimate win equity. I mean, he's in a range with other fighters who are, you know, plus 200. So, I like Lutz for the price tag a decent amount, especially because if he wins, he should wrestle, should give him a moderate floor and ceiling in a victory. I'm also not extremely high in Bagdasarian, so I like the salary savings you're getting on Lutz should allow you to pay up for fighters in the top end. He will be my salary play of the week. And finally, my matchup of the week, we're going to go semi-contrarian here with Norma Dumont versus Chelsea Chandler. I think some of the obvious fights that you should target are obvious. Didn't feel the need to break those down in depth, but Zaitar Prado is going to be very popular. McKinney Sidakov is going to be very popular. Chandler Dumont may be popular on the Chandler side. I'm not sure, but what I like about this fight is that Chelsea Chandler fights at a very, very high pace. She's very aggressive. She can grapple. She'll throw strikes. That's just kind of how she wins. And I mean, she's not technical at all, unfortunately, but like, she scored 111 DraftKings points in her last fight, despite being taken down and mounted like 30 seconds in. And she was fighting a weaker opponent then. Now she's fighting Norma Dumont, who is definitely a step up. Just beat Carol Hosa. Uh, Dumont tends to slow the pace down in fights. She only averages 3.45 significant strikes landed per minute. 1.1 takedowns landed for 15 minutes. That's kind of the concern with Dumont, and I don't think she'll be very popular on this slate. My kind of thought process here is that Chandler is going to be very, very aggressive and force exchanges. And if Chandler wins this fight, she's probably going to land takedowns, get control, land ground and pound. 
She's also plus 275 to win inside the distance. She rates out pretty well for 7.8K, and I think she's a very strong DraftKings target. However, she's very, very defensively poor, and because she's going to be aggressive, I think it's going to force Dumont into wrestling, in which case if Dumont wins, she'll probably score pretty well, and she'll be very, very low-owned. Um... I mean, Chandler, her defensive wrestling is very, very bad. And Dumont, she doesn't wrestle at a high pace. But again, if Chandler forces exchanges, I think we get some takedowns out of her. Dumont has a low floor, but she scored 103 and 92 points in two of her decision wins on DraftKings. So we've seen her score well in the past. I think this is another spot where if she wins, I would expect it to come with takedowns, control, ground and pound. And probably at a very low ownership. So I really am interested in this matchup because of the pricing. And more specifically, because I think Chelsea Chandler is going to fight at a very high pace, force a high number of exchanges. And because of her lack of defense, she's either going to basically break Dumont with her pace or get taken down, controlled, and broken herself. And so it's a a very intriguing matchup in the mid-range there, one I'd like to be overweight on compared to the field. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's UFC Quick Picks. Thank you so much for the support. You can follow me on Twitter, BirdAppleyDoubleTWP, DailyFanMMA.com for all your DraftKings breakdowns needs. Thanks for the support again. Make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and best of luck in your contest this week. Stay safe out there. Take care. Talk to you all soon. Peace.